Welcome to Miscellaneous, where we'll discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between with a special Disney recipe every week. This week on Kate Watches a Movie, we're talking about Pete's Dragon. And on to the news. Twilight Zone Tower Terror Billboard is no more. Bill. Alright, it's a. I understand why people are upset, but... It was there since my college program, I don't know. I, I liked it. <clears throat> it's a billboard. But it was unique. They're just going to put something it's generic. Still a, you don't know that, and it's still just a billboard. How old is that attraction at this point? Old. I mean, I was there in 1999, and that was there, so it's old. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's okay. And it hasn't worked right for how many years now? A I wouldn't. Time. I wouldn't know. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> Katie, Kate is the new Mikey of this podcast. No, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't get to go as often. But I think he's been more times than you've been in the past two years. Yeah. <laughs> Anything more than zero. <laughs> And Disney is still putting some finishing touches on Epcot's Connections Cafe as we have new menu board displays have been added to both entrances. One is located at the entrance near Cosmic Rewind and adds a large glass panel to the display of rolling pins. Because it wasn't open the last time we were. Oh. It was open when I was there two weeks ago. Did you check it out? It wasn't just serving. They weren't serving food yet because we went in there before 11. They don't serve, okay. start serving food until... 11. Starbucks does, but the other side, the actual Connections Cafe does not. Disney has also shared a first look at some of the new food and drink that will be offered upon the upcoming Boardwalk Deli at Walt Disney World. The new quick service restaurant replaces the existing Boardwalk Bakery and expected to open sometime in mid-August 2022. It looks like they're just going to basically offer your basic deli food selection. You're going to have an everything bagel sandwich with cage-free eggs, sausage, and, and cheddar cheese. For breakfast, a breakfast bagel sandwich, you know, just your basic stuff. For lunch and dinner, you're going to have a variety of cold and hot deli sandwiches. And soup. And soup. <laughs> now, onto the better part, we're going to have cannolis, which are one of my favorite, favorite, favorite desserts. And that's as some other bakery items include a blueberry scone. I would be interested, since they're making their own pickles, I would be interested. I am a huge pickle person, so I want to know how good the pickles are. Of course, you're sour. <laughs> I don't like pickles. You don't like, I don't like sweet pickles, but I love dill pickles. So do I. Not a big fan of bread and butter pickles, but I do love like a good sour pickle. All right. And some other news that I know some of our Cheater fans will be really happy to hear it. Jelly Rose is now open regular hours every night. Doors will open at 7 p.m. each night and closing at 1.45. All guests must be 21 years of age or older with valid ID. There is now, however, an admission charge of $18 per person. Jeez. And no reservations are needed. I think it's the latest thing that stays open in Disney right now is Jelly Rose. It is. I, I don't know much that's open until 2 a.m. every night. And eighteen dollars is not bad. I mean, I, what are they charging at um, the place, the Dueling Piano Bar? I want to say that's like twenty or twenty-five dollars. Isn't it's just that? Isn't that Jolly Rolls? <laughs> Dueling. Oh, it is Jolly Rolls. I'm getting confused with Atlantic Dancehall because. Uh, so it used to be more money, I thought. 
I haven't been in a really long time. When I went, it was only 10, but that was a long time ago. Okay, yes, and I am getting confused with Atlantic Dance Hall. Because Atlantic Dance Hall was open pretty late, too. Oh, okay. That's why I'm getting getting confused with. So 18 bucks. it doesn't sound awful. I want to say it goes. it was either 20 or $22, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I've never been. I went once with Monica, and there was nowhere to sit, and the bar, I don't know. It, maybe you just went on a bad night, but I didn't like it. You didn't have fun? Yeah. The boardwalk's fun, but maybe it was just the night we went. And Epcot is continuing to add new lighting sequences to Spaceship Earth during the different festivals throughout the year. And now we have a new Be Our Guest musical sequence for the Food and Wine Festival. The newest limited sequence is inspired by the 1991 classic Beauty and the Beast, subtle Easter eggs, including rising champagne bubbles and multicolor spotlights from the finale of the song, plus a special tricolor celebration to France. The version of Be Our Guest that plays during the new sequence is a blend of both the English and the French versions. And Jesse's Trading Post is now open in Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. The new gift shop is a part of the exit of Toy Story Mania and carries extensive range of Toy Story and Pixar merch. But you can't, there's not really a good entrance to this if you're not going on the ride. So you have to walk through the exit queue to go to the store. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I've. Like, you want people to buy stuff, so why would you make it so difficult to get to? So difficult. So difficult. For the Guardians ride, there's no <coughs> entrance to the store from the ride. It's a separate store altogether. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, isn't that like Spaceship, um, Spaceship Earth, I'm sorry, Space Mountain right now, too? I don't know. I haven't been on Space Mountain in a while. Last time I was on it, though, you exited through the that gift shop. Well, right, I think the gift shop's not closed right now, anyway, because they're refurbishing it for Tron. And Walt Disney Imagineer Zach Ridley has shared a piece of art for the upcoming Journey of Water inspired by Moana for the new attraction at Epcot. The image is a preview of the graphic style that will be used throughout the attraction inspired by the design and visual language of the Walt Disney Animation Studios film Moana. Our team created many original pieces that focus on the dynamic movement of water as it travels around the experience. Graphics like these will guide guests through the water. It's fun engaging to tell our story through the vital link that we share with water around the planet and they expect this to open 2023 but disney has yet to announce a time frame now some really exciting news disney has released some more images and details for the upcoming reopening of victoria and alberts the culinary crown jewel of Walt Disney world resort when this episode drops it would have already opened it opens july 28th victoria alberts will reopen with a fully reimagined interiors inspired by queen victoria's jubilee celebration the redesigned space welcomes guests with a classic yet contemporary touch. Soft shades of ivory, taupe, and light blue are offset by accents of silver, gold, and pewter. Shimmering crystal chandeliers, delicate scroll work, fanciful murals, and delicate wall coverings with subtle inspirations of an English garden have transformed the space, giving it a spectacular modern look. With an ever-evolving menu, guests can indulge in dishes such as Glacier 51 Toothfish with charred mushroom ensemble and Danish Paramasa with carrot and Okinawan potatoes. Plant-based diners with delight in heirloom tomatoes with gazpacho and a 100-year-old balsamic. And carrot tiki masala with cilantro and prairie bread. Those who enjoy the finest of beef can experience the Wagyu A5 Miyazaki with potato roasty and romesco. Ooh. Mm -hmm. the, we had the, egg, the Wagyu there. It's amazing. <laughs> it was really good. 
Dessert yeah. levels were reveled in the spectrum of chocolate, an ombre delight featuring specialty source chocolates with accents of vanilla, champagne, and Grand Marnier. Yes, please. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but the team is led by Matthew Sowers, who's been there since 2006, and Christine Farmer, who's part of the opening team of Disney's Grand Fleury Dessert and Spa, and she currently leads the pastry team responsible for the resort's three signature restaurants. Victorian Albus is an intimate upscale dining experience. Guests are expected to dress accordingly in semi-formal formal attire that respects the restaurant's elegant aesthetic. Guests ages 10 and up are welcome, and for pricing and other details, order McDining reservations up to 60 days in advance. You can go to Victorian Albert's page on DisneyWorld.com or call 407-939-3862. Walt Disney World's Fantasmic is taking another step towards its return this week as crews run through firework tests to Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, they expect to see the show make a fall 2022 debut. The Fresh and Fantastic will feature a new show sequence featuring Disney characters Mulan, Elsa, Aladdin, Pocahontas, and Moana in heroic moments as well as new technical enhancements. The new scene will replace the existing Pocahontas segment. Work has been underway on refurbishing almost all areas of the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, which includes new lighting systems, new fountains, and a rebuild of Steamboat Mickey. I hope it's better, or at least compares to what they have in Disneyland now. Because I'm kind of disappointed in our Fantasmic at this point. Yeah. yeah. And now on to our main topic. Peach Dragon is a 1977 live-action animated musical featured from Buena Vista distribu Distribution based on the short story by S.S. Field and Sutton I. Miller. It is a live-action film, but its title character, a dragon named Elliot, is animated. And it is about a young orphan named Pete, Sean Marshall, who enters a small fishing town in Maine. Oh, I was wondering what, like, where it was the whole time. Oh. Like, what state. Yeah, if you if you listen to it, you watch Mickey Rooney talks about it being by Bar Harbor, which is in Maine. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't geography. Well, I've <laughs> never been there. We, well, we want to go there. We were just there last week. Yeah, we, we were just there this weekend. Week. We want to go so bad, but it's I love it. They're so beautiful in the summertime. Right. Nice. And his only friend is Elliot, voiced by Charlie Callis, the animated by Don Bluth who also acts as his protector. He can make himself invisible and is generally visible only to Pete, which occasionally lands him in trouble with the locals. It was released, released on November 3rd, 1977. Also featured in the film are Helen Reddy, Mickey Rooney, Jim Dale, Red Buttons, Jeff Conaway, and Shelley Winters. And it was directed by Don Chafee and the songs are by Al Kasha and Joel Hishorn. <laughs> Yeah, that, there's a double H in that. That's the first time I've seen that. So, <laughs> all right. So the basic synopsis is that basically it's really focused not too much on the dragon Elliot, but Pete. And it's basically Pete's story. He basically escapes from his abusive foster family, the Gogans, and he runs away. And Pete helps him. I'm sorry. And Elliot helps Pete escape from the Gogans. And I, I, I always want to call them the Grogans for some reason, and I know it's not right, but I want to add it off. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> I just don't know why it is, but I I will do this throughout. So it is a musical. There are a lot of songs in it. Um, some of the most famous ones, especially at the beginning, is the Bop, 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 which is the I Love You Too song. Basically, at, at, after he runs away, they escape to a nearby town called Passamaquoddy. Quaddy. I cannot... If my life depended on it, I don't think there's a real place named that. It has way too many letters. And I apologize if there was a real place named that. 
So, of course, Elliot's a bit of a clumsy, big dragon that nobody can see. Pete walks through the town. Elliot makes a big mess of things when he's trying to be on the down low and trying not to cause trouble. Of course, trouble ensues. They end up finding this cave to hide in where we meet the family that he ends up staying with. Of course, the dragon gets seen by a certain drunk person. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a cute, fun, easy movie. The music is really nice, in my opinion. Okay, so you guys didn't tell me this was a musical in the first five minutes. I was <laughs> I like, not. no! <laughs> but I mean, it has, it has two of the best songs ever in a I Love You Too song and Candle in the Water. Which ones are those? Oh, well, the I Love You Too song is the song with Elliot and Pete. They're singing at the very beginning, beginning of the movie. Together. He hates it. No, I hated the first song that Shelly Winters and those people were singing. I was like, oh, my God, stop. I hated it. Oh, the happiest home in these hills. I I don't I don't know the name of the song, but the very first song that they sing in the film. And they're trying to catch um, Pete. No, when they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's it. I thought that song was fun. The only song I really liked is the first song when he first gets to the lighthouse. That one's okay. It's not. It's not easy. That I, one. I don't know the name of it. The lady sings it. Yeah, the lady. <laughs> Ellen Reddy. Her. <laughs> You've never heard of Helen Reddy before this movie? No, never seen her before either. No. What is she famous for other than this? Mostly singing in yeah. the 70s. Oh, okay. I mean, Kid on the Water, I think she actually won a Grammy for or was nominated for a Grammy for it. It killed me, some of the songs you like. And we'll get into that later, I guess. <laughs> but... Wait, you like the first song of the movie? I thought it was fun. <sighs> I mean, it's not something I'm going to pop on the stereo just to bop around to. But, I mean, it's a musical. You're going to have songs. I didn't know it was a musical. <laughs> You tricked me. <laughs> hey, we didn't tell you what it was. We just said we're choosing this movie. True. In the caves, takes them in the house and takes them in. This is when we're first introduced to Dr. Terminus, which is one of the most interesting doctor names. I don't know if I'd go trust the doctor called named Dr. Yeah. Terminus. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the villain of this movie. He sounds like He's a snake oil salesman. There it is. There's the word. He's a snake oil salesman. He just sells homemade remedies and cures. And sure enough, his stooge ends up finding our favorite drunk man, Hoagie Haggy. How do you say? Hoagie Haggy. Hoagie. And Hoagie Haggy, whatever, tells him about the dragon and they go find him. Of course, eventually, Dr. Terminus finds out about this and wants the dragon for himself to pretty much chop up and sell off bits and pieces. Basically it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can go into, there's a lot of subplots. Yeah, like he, run, into- he runs, he's invisible, but he runs through the schoolhouse and there's like an outline of the dragon. Yes, which... Yes. There's a problem with that part, in my opinion, because people forget that he know he's real, but he's not real at the same time. I guess they thought it was Poltergeist. 
Sorry, that was funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. I mean, I was thinking, I'm like, like all these people know this dragon is real at this point. I thought it was cute when they did the cement with his feet and the uh, the whole the fence. The whole fence was coming yeah. down. That was well. Funny. The fence was an ongoing joke because yeah. the doctor actually took it out later on too when he first pulls into town. I also find it kind of funny that the bad guys basically brought Pete for fifty dollars and ta- and what was it? Legals. And legal fifty dollars in legals. And fifty cent legal. Fee. Yes, fifty cent legals. <laughs> They ain't got 50 more. And legals. They didn't have 50 more in legals. And there there are some subplots. We're not going to go into tremendous detail here unless you think it's necessary. I, did, I didn't really take a lot of notes. My first note is too much singing. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a musical, Kate. That's what they do during musical. Marsh um, did it. Marsh. Of... This was Marsh's first time ever seeing it, too. So. You didn't know it? I have a review well. for... Okay. That he so, told me to tell. For some of the locations, uh, the Lighthouse film was built on Point Buchan Trail in Montana de Oro State Park, located south of Los Osos, California, substituting for Maine. Mm. Guess Maine wasn't in the options to actually film there. <laughs> it was actually equipped with such a large beacon that Disney had to get special permission from the Coast Guard to operate it, since doing so during filming would have confused passing ships. Pacific Gas and Electric opened the Point Buchan Trail and allows hikers access to where filming t- took place. But this is the first Disney film involving animation in which none of the nine old men were involved. That I did not know. It's the first Disney film to be recorded in Dolby Stereo. Dolby's system is tested by Disney Studios for the release of the Rescuers in the summer of the same year. Originally, Elliot the Dragon was not to be seen at all in the film and remained invisible throughout. However, members of the studio animation department gradually lobbied studio heads to increase the amount of visible screen time. At first, it was decided he would only be seen at the end of the film, but ultimately the character screen time was increased to 22 minutes. There were plans to move the lighthouse, specially constructed for the film, to the Disneyland theme park. Unfortunately, the building had deteriorated beyond repair before this could be done. The film's box office, I remember reading about this, the film's box office performance suffered as it was on release at the same time as Star Wars. Yeah, there was no way it would have. And there was no way it could beat with Star Wars. No. <laughs> Disney considered Olivia Newton-John to play Nora, but she was not available. Wow. Yep, so they got the next best Australian. <laughs> the scene where Mickey Rooney and Red Buttons drunkenly walk to the cave to see Elliot turned into a massive ad-lib session with each comedian trying to outdo the other with pratfalls and slapstick. I want to say that if you have the DVD that's in the bloopers, I could be wrong, but I remember just seeing stuff about that. And in her autobiography, Shelley Winters says that she tore a ligament in her foot during production of the film. I heard she broke it, but I guess... Probably from falling in that mud. Probably. So some of the awards that it was nominated for was Best best Original Song and Score, Best Original Song for Candle, Candle on the Water, and that was for the Academy Awards. It was nominated in the Golden Globe Awards for Best Original Score, and the Saturn Awards for Best Fantasy Film, Best Supporting Actor in Red Buttons, and Best Costume. It made $18 million on a budget of ten. All right, now on to the review part. So I'm going to start with the overall plot, I guess, then. I do enjoy this movie. There are some faults with it. It's not 
extremely linear and the ending to me always felt rushed like oh god we're at two hours already we need to like just hurry this along <laughs> so i mean I, I do enjoy the plot i do enjoy the movie so i mean i'm gonna give it two ears up i i actually it's a movie that i remember tim i'm gonna give it two ears up too because i remember even seeing it as a kid you had, there was always that underlying tone of acceptance that yes. they were trying to teach you that always hit home for me and, and i love the music in this and i love i mean i love you too song is one of my favorite songs of old disney soundtracks and uh peach dragon was always i always wanted a pet dragon visible pet dragon when i was a kid oh pet dragon um especially the song that i honestly didn't remember until this watch through was the um make a little bit of room for every i don't know the name of the song and i'm sorry for oh, that the, the, when they, all the kids are say, singing it when all yeah it, you just have to make room for everybody yeah. and it, it has a really good message There's room in the world for everybody yes that's really really important even today right now in my opinion so kate your overall plot okay so marsh gave it one up and one down um I gave it two down, but I might Jesus. have. I might. Holy crap! <laughs> I might have a different opinion if I saw it as a kid. Like I did have a tear at the end. It was sad. Wait, you cried? I had a tear roll down my Wait, cheek. That I know. For you. Wait, so so you? It, I'm it, conflicted that... about giving it one up and one down. I would never watch it again. I hated. The, as yeah, everybody knows, I'm giving it two thumbs down on the music. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I really liked <laughs> Elliot, the character. I loved him, but he's hardly in it. Like, well, seeing well, him, I, but yeah. I mean, the original premise, I have a feeling, was to make him think that he is imaginary. That yeah. he really doesn't exist. So, you really weren't supposed to see him, like the, like Tim said. Yeah. In the trivia part. So, it kind of makes sense. But the music... Okay, it's extremely 70s. So it's folk. It, yeah, so it, it's 70s folk musical. So it's not even just straight 70s. I still like some of these songs, though. They're fun. They're lighthearted. A lot of them have a very good, strong message behind them, which is what we don't get right now in a lot of things. So I, I enjoyed the music. I don't know if I'd listen to every song in the soundtrack over and over again, but I'm going to give it one ear up, one ear down. Tim? I already said two tears up. And we also think of another dragon movie that also came around at the same time and also had the same kind of folksy movie. Are we talking Puff? Yeah. Which is another, another great movie, another favorite of mine. Yes, not Disney, though. So you don't have to worry about watching that one, Kate. That was CBS. <laughs> and Marsh is two down for music. And I quote, he, I wrote this down and quoted him. Marsh says he understands why he never watched it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's mouth dropped. <laughs> I think it's time to fire both of you. <laughs> Damn. It would be boring if we all liked everything. We haven't liked anything. I liked Herbie. That was it. Mm, I don't remember what other movies you've made me watch. <laughs> you haven't watched that many. That was. Oh it. yeah, per, per, the Cruella. professor. What I loved Cruella, but I picked Nutty it. Pro the Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Anything else more about the Nutty Professor? Should I take my headphones off again? It's fine. He forgot his wedding. 
<laughs> Trigger. Trigger. Triggered. <laughs> yeah, Marsh is like, I hope nothing triggers you this movie. <laughs> I did have a tear. I felt I liked Elliot the character. I well, if you actually felt something, you see, this is the thing, and, and I don't care what you say. If, if the movie made you feel anything, I don't feel it's a Like I said, I'm conflicted. I didn't like it. I won't watch it again, but I liked the characters. I hated the music. I don't know. But you're not a musical person. No. You're going to love the next one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I like Mary Poppins. It depends on the music. Okay, that's fair. I guess it's 70s style. It's 70s style musical. It's music that I was brought up on. So I think that's why I can kind of understand it a little bit better. I mean, Ken Longwood is an amazing song. The I Love You song is a great song. Some of the, like I said, some of the other words are just not as rememberable, but they 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 have a space. They make sense in the, in the film. So Kate, what was your opinion mm. on the music? Two down. I only liked the one song in the lighthouse. It was okay. It was nothing amazing. It's understandable. I get it. Can't like everything. You just don't like anything. Uh, <laughs> so, so we have two years down for everything for Kate. Two years down for everything for Marsh. You wonder why you're. Mad. No, he did. He gave it the whole movie one up, one down. But the music okay. was two down. Okay, I get that. I, I can understand that. It's definitely a stylized type of music. For me, overall, I, I still enjoyed the movie. It, it, it put a smile on my face throughout the whole thing. I mean, it's a little sad at the end. And when I mean a little sad, it's sad for like three seconds. Yeah, just one That's year. what I, yeah. It, it, <laughs> if they drew it out just a little bit longer, I feel like if it did, that's my real problem with this movie is that the end feels so rushed. Yeah, two Why? hours is a lot for a hybrid. I know. I kept pausing it to see years. how much longer it had. I was like, damn, tip. And at. <laughs> I mean, it is a long movie, but the end just feels so rushed. I, I didn't feel that, but I just wanted to end. <laughs> but you didn't like it, so I understand that. Like, But there's so much story and there's so much going on throughout the whole movie that to me, if they didn't spend enough time on that ending relationship, it, it's like, okay, bye. Got to go now. See you later. I'm going to cry for a hot second and then everything's fine and you're going to sneeze in my face and it'll be over. So just for that reason alone, uh, I mean, but will I watch it again? Probably. So I guess I have to give it two thumbs up because I would watch it again. Yes, so would I. I will always watch that movie. I mean, it didn't make me like cry enough that I couldn't watch it again. Like somebody else's pick. Fox and the Hound. I haven't seen it since I was like six. I don't remember yeah, I what happens. I cannot watch that movie. He was in a couple oh, of things. Oh. What? Poor thing. Bless his heart. What? It looks like he, for Disney, he only did Peace Dragon, but oh, there's a, there's on uh, Disney fandom. Didn't really age all that well. Oh. <laughs> Gotta wear your sunscreen, people. <laughs> He's not much older than us. He's only 57. Talk about yourself. (laughs) I said, all right, Kate. So, Kate, what was your final opinion on the film? Because we know Tim's is two two years up, right? Uh, It's it's still two down, but I'm kind of conflicted about it since it made me cry. And, you know, I never cry. 
Yeah. So, so like, if you had some sort of feelings. Yeah. And Marsha's was final. One up, one down. Did he give a reason or? Uh, he, he liked some of it, but not most. He hated the singing. So, and there was a lot of that. So that ruined it for him. Hence musical. We didn't, we didn't know going into it. Dude, it says it right on the first screen. My, my best friend Ashley warned me. She's like, you're going to hate it. It's a musical. I hate it. I was like, but Tim said I'd like it. And she's like, he lied to you. <laughs> no, I, I second like, I remembered it was a musical and I'm like, oops. Because yeah, the problem is, and I'll be honest with you, I get it. The story, even though it's really different, I still get it confused with the live action. The live action is really strongly. I think if you watched the live action one, you would tear up even more because there's more of a boy and his dog kind of relationship between him and Elliot. That movie had me almost ugly crying. Yeah. Not this one. But oh, the, the newer one? Oh, maybe. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, shorter and it's not a musical. Maybe in a couple movies we can watch that <laughs> one. <laughs> it's short. It's significantly shorter. Well, it's Yeah, we noticed that because we're like, wait a minute. That one was a lot shorter than this one that we're watching. Right it now. is. And um, it's not a musical. All the singing is taking out. Yeah. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, any final thoughts on the film, Kate? No, just the night that I'm conflicted about it. I love the character, but. It is also my favorite float in the Main Street Electrical Parade. Yeah. Well, now that will make sense to me now that I saw the movie <laughs> can you hear an aneurysm exploding in somebody's brain when on radio <laughs> I, I I still enjoy it it was fun it did keep a smile on my face through this rewatching. Like it, the only real problem I have is the end that it was rushed yeah and that it just felt almost very choppy I felt like they could have done more at the end but I also feel like they wanted to keep it very lighthearted. Tear. And I just <laughs> one straight tear floating down my cheek. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's been wrong with me lately. I like cry. <sighs> I don't know. Something's wrong with me. All right. So the choices this week for our, upcom- our next upcoming movie was Fox and the Hound. Tron, Return to Odds, and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And the winner is... Kate, don't hate me. It is another musical, so you have been warned. And it is Bedknobs and Broomsticks. My best my friend pick. my best friend who hated Pete's Dragon, actually, she voted on this movie. She said, I'll like this one. So, um, I think you're going to hate your best friend. Because I don't think you're going to like this one either. <laughs> you say that every time. <laughs> uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks is also a musical. I like it's Mary Poppins, long. though. It's not the same feel of Mary Poppins at all. No. Well, I guess we'll, time will tell. We'll find out in two weeks. <laughs> so we had a bit of confusion because we actually had some Disney movies almost not make it into the selection for this week. So this week's selection is Marsh has chose The Rescuers, the original, not Rescuers Down Under. 
has chose Oliver and Company, a movie that I have never seen. Have you seen it, Tim? I don't think I have. But I could be wrong. And Kate, I'm assuming you haven't seen it. No. I went digging a little bit for this one, and I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. So I've actually chose The Computer War Tennis Shoes. Have you seen it, Tim? I believe I have. I know Kate has not, because she didn't even know it was a movie. I thought you made it up. (laughs) (laughs) And Tim's choice is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I also thought Tim made that up. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm hearing is the next movies we could actually make up a title for, and Kate won't know if it's real or not. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to pick Deadpool, but they told me no. It's not Disney. It's on Disney Plus. Now because they bought Fox, but it's still we're we're, we're no, trying it's rated to, R. That's the real problem because people have been watching along with us, and okay. I know they've been watching with their. I kids. didn't know I had rated. I kind of do hope the computer word tennis shoes would because I mean it's Kurt Russell and Cesar Romero. It it has a great cast. You know, but, your favorite Kate, Kurt Russell from... Please, guys, give me a pity vote. <laughs> I haven't won yet. Neither has Marsh. Pick for me or Marsh. The rest of yours I just recently watched, actually. Been a minute, like, maybe a cut, like a year or so ago. I love I those like movies. I think I've seen Under, but not the original. I don't remember. I haven't watched Under in a while. I watched the original recently. All right, so... Tim has our recipe this week, so take it away, Tim. This is a drink called the Pete's Dragon. Ooh. It's from the December 2019 issue of Imbibe Magazine. So you need one and a half ounce of Isla Scotch, one ounce of Mezcal, half ounce of Fino Sherry, half ounce of agave syrup, and a quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice. Combine all the ingredients into a shaker with ice and shake to chill. Strain into a rocks glass over fresh ice and then garnish with a lemon or lime wheel. All right. So make sure you rate and review. Make sure you vote in the poll. Make make sure we choose a movie that Kate has not seen. <laughs> no, vote for me. I haven't seen no. any of these movies, so it's fine. You are a lot. You just said you saw The Rescuers. You weren't sure if you saw The Rescuers. Down Under, I know I've seen. The Rescuers, I don't remember if I've seen it or not. So it's like brand new to me. (laughs) I haven't seen Oliver and Company, though, so. Or it's been years since I saw Darby O'Gill. And I've never seen The Computer. And that's going to do it for us this week. So make sure you rate and review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you vote in the poll. You can find us over on Facebook on Mouseliness. Just search for it and you'll find it. If you find the podcast, it's the same thing. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Look forward to speaking to you all in about a week or so. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Good night. I'll be your candle on the burn I know you're lost and drifting but the clouds are lifting don't give up you have somewhere to turn I'll be your candle
soul is there beside you let this candle guide you soon you'll see